0: Welcome.
1: Welcome to episode 21 of Talking Green and Gold. Stu is in the Gold Coast at the moment. He's splintering in the grass or splintering in the mud. Um, the first day he got cancelled, which he was not happy about, but it's back on and he's having a great time. But in his absence, I have recruited um, two football diehards. My dad, Rob, and brother, older brother, Riley, um, they have been itching to get on the podcast from day one, so I thought I'd finally appease them and <laughs> give them a guernsey. Um, but yeah, so they're going to be on today. We're just going to talk a bit about going to talk about a bit about upiring, a bit about of what team we very can can win the premiership, uh, also a bit about AFL fantasy, and then of course we'll do the tips for the week. Um, but to start off with, so dad, look, get, tell the listeners a bit of. Uh, give a bit of a synopsis about how you sort of first started playing AFL and what started your passion, I guess, um, for the game.
2: Thanks, Morgs, and thanks very much for the invitation to come along. As you say, I have been itching to come along and actually talk about football to someone other than just you and Riley and Finn, um, your other brother, um, because as far as I'm concerned, too much football is barely enough. Um so I, if I could have made my life out of playing football or talking about football, I would have, um, have just loved it from an early age, growing up in the tiny country town of Williams, um, just played footy from a very young age on the, on the Williams Oval and played a bit for the Mighty Williams Cats, um, shout out to everybody down in Williams. Um, and then, yep, lucky enough to play football when I went to school at, Scotch up in Perth um, you Played first
1: in year 11 didn't you?
2: I did Played first in year 11 and 12 Part of a uh, mighty three and a half year spread Where the uh, Scotch won 37 uh, Alco games in a row Won the Alco Cup um, three times um, And then um, after that I was probably thinking that I would uh, want to play footy at a higher level But I was just probably always a, a foot too short, a yard too slow And never quite good enough kick, morgs. So yeah um, yeah, just went off and played. Yeah, then a- a- you, Amos
1: Collegians, you, yeah, you played th- A grade, won a premiership. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, won a, won a premiership, but uh, down too.
2: Collegians, a bit of coaching, coached a, uh, coached a couple of Colts. Um, don't think, unfortunately, I can ever claim to uh, having coached anyone who went on to play AFL, but a couple of guys I played with, Peter Mann, um, Jeremy Gard, uh, Greg Wootten, they all went on to play AFL and had, um, in terms of uh, Peter and um, Jeremy, they had pretty successful AFL careers.
1: There you go, good, 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 and um, of course, yeah. I think you know, in their family, there's always sort of been the rumor that that if you had worked hard enough, you could have potentially played waffle or AFL. Um, but you obviously, was focusing on your studies at the time and law. Um,
2: I think Morgs, you're old enough to know better now. I think that was probably just something I told you as a kid. Yeah, but but
1: but I think you had enough skill, and if you had to actually, you know, obviously.
2: Oh, look! If you think still think that Morgs, that's uh, that's great that you still think. Thank you very much.
1: Um. A bit cringe, mate. You know, you, you can just you can you can you just try to natural, authentic. You don't
2: have to. <laughs> well, that was me being authentic. <laughs> right.
1: Um, Riley. So obviously, your older brother, you sort of uh, hasn't had, I guess, as a storied AFL career as dad, um, but you you toil around in the Mozzie Park thirds and you get involved, getting the getting down in the in the guts of it, I guess. Um, yeah, give us a brief. Grass and grassroots uh, footy, mugs. Oh, well, I'm saying it's important, very, very important. I'm just sort of, you know, it's uh, it's good to, um, yeah. Just tell us a bit about sure. what, sort of what you first started, got in AFL, because if I remember you didn't, when we were in high school, you played in the early years, then you stopped. But then I remember you sort of didn't really, even after you graduated school, you weren't that big into footy. It's only sort of been a very recent obsession. You've sort of been big into your fantasy. You've started doing a bit more reading, right, and You've started playing for Molly Park, so... I've been a footy fan for yeah, like yeah, I know, eight years of my life. But for the It's
0: always been an obsession for me, but yeah, uh, you're right. But mate, in
1: the last two or three out. years, it's been more so of an obsession.
0: Yeah. You to, you, do you want to talk for me or not?
1: Well, <laughs> mate, I'm just going to get the words out.
0: And the second thing was, do we have enough time left after that introduction with
1: Dad? He took a long time. Yeah, <laughs> that was ridiculous. classic Dad. I, I, I was said, like, well for about I said, 13 minutes. Yeah, he just kept... Yeah.
2: He, Every uh, word was gold, though. I mean, that's, where, that's, dad, where, it, that's I, where the gold is. I've blacked out of
0: boredom. Anyway, um... Yeah, so I was never that good at AFL. Um, probably not still. Probably am not still good either. Um, yeah, I remember. Our the f- youngest brother, Finn, would probably be the only uh, one of the three of us any footballing ability. Um, and yeah, I played from Auskick until like year six. Stopped, um, and stopped school footy in year nine. Just didn't really like it. A lot of idiots playing at Christchurch. I remember. Um, What's wrong with that? Keep going. <laughs> and then I always wanted to get back into it though because I loved footy. I love playing footy, following footy, playing AFL for fantasy. And so I got into it, back into it last year, playing grassroots footy at Mozzie Park. Um, figured out, started this year, that I don't need to go to training because I'm playing E grade. So it's lovely.
1: I just Your coach's dick.
0: <laughs> sorry? Yeah, the, we had the league coach coach us and he's a tosser. So he treats it, He treats D grade, like which is like, sorry, C1, like it's. AFL, so that's why I don't go. To yeah,
1: I tried. hope he's not listening. Um,
0: Yeah, but yeah, my favourite thing about AFL was probably fantasy and just generally watching AFL and mm. so that's debating it.
1: That's good segue into our first um, segment, I guess, about fantasy football. So, as um, listeners will know, that mainstream obviously we're big into our tipping toil in a bit of fantasy, but I'm not sort of one to. I spend every Thursday night when the team's come out, might spend half an hour doing the fantasy team and having a look around and sort of playing with it and then look, ch- checking out throughout the weekend and seeing who I'm versing and who I'm going to win. But um, these two, Riley and Dad, and especially Riley, s- will spend, like it's almost an obsession that's, I guess they're addicted to it. If you say they spend, how much, have you spend what one or two hours a day on it, on fantasy or researching? Yeah,
0: I'd say I spend about 15, 20 hours a week on it.
1: Yeah, and um, Riley's got aspirations of winning Because if you win you get Top 100 you get like um, caps that engrave your numbers Like AFL Fantasy 2022, 97 or whatever you are
2: If you win So the prize is massive I mean it's fair enough on a cost-benefit analysis Why you'd spend 15 to 20 hours a week on it It's also the f- also it's the
0: funnest thing in the world
1: Yeah, well. it's, not, it's not like you're trying to win obviously And you know, you get, win gets four tickets, grand final get, They get a U to um, win, yeah, win
0: Top win. 10 in Australia gets So yeah. first gets like Hilux Fights against the grand final and fights and, fight and, and cash, and then two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten all get something, whether it's like a thousand bucks or a signed jumper for their team. Yeah, and then like I said, top hundred get the hat. It's pretty cool. That's it. Yeah. Um. So I'm ranked. It's my best. It's more of my sixth year doing fantasy, and I'm currently ranked two and a half thousand in Australia. Um. Out of there's like a hundred fifty thousand people do it in Australia.
1: Yeah. I'm um, ranked like ninety ninety thousand or
0: something. Yeah. So this is my best season yet. I keep improving every year. Um. Yeah, shout out to Selby Lestia, our good mate Dave Williams' client, who has won it twice, and he's a I read to his look at his podcasts every week. Um, they're amazing.
1: You know, you've never met him though, have you?
0: No, I would love to meet him though.
1: Yeah, you should get it, get Dave onto that.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: get um, him on the podcast maybe.
2: Would you say people that play fantasy are in the whole talentless in actually playing football, and so they get their they get their fix from actually? Talk, so, talking about it and, and pretending to focus on the no, I would say Selvillista played like hundred games
0: for South frio
1: That fa- fantasy, it's a it's an incl- it's an inclusive thing, and I guess if you people play, you know, you played footy at quite a high le- amateur grade level. Um, you're big into fantasy. Riley plays footy. You know, is for everyone. Whether you whether you fantasies for you know whether you've played waffle or whether you've played you know, as it's a game of threes, whether you don't even play football, you just wanting to get into the game. I think there's a seg, there's a, it's in there for everyone. It's very inclusive. Everyone can get on, make a competition, make a league, make a team, which is a great thing about it. Um, But no, it is very, it's good. So people, it's a bit late now, but yeah. I Last year I did fantasy and I didn't take it seriously at all. And, um,
0: you don't take yeah. it seriously this year either? I take
1: it more seriously this year actually or, and don't, don't have any well, donuts well, in the field.
2: Well, to be fair, no one takes it seriously compared to you, Rolls, in terms of the hours that you put in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, what I was going to say is that yes, you're probably right. The people who play fantasy aren't very good at footy. I wouldn't but say, there's, well, but there's nothing. Far- but there's
1: 150,000 people that play fantasy.
0: The work that AFL Fantasy does in increasing AFL interest would be insane because people just would watch a game for fantasy. F- yeah. They don't care who wins; they just care about their players getting points. But exactly, it's it's a
1: marketing. It's a good way to get into. Um, a good way to get into AFL Fantasy.
2: Well, it's fantastic for our family. I have to say because we. <laughs> That's all we do is talk about fantasy <laughs> of a weekend in terms of and I'm I'm you know first to admit that I'm a terrible fantasy player, but I love it. Um, we all talk about it and we watch different games and we're looking to see who our players are going for and we pretend that we're selecting them in our team based on their hardball gets and it's a, it's a fantastic way to increase interest and participation in the game. And yeah you know aside from watching it and as you say it's free and I hope the AFL never, Charges to uh, to to play fantasy because it's a um, it's a very very good very very good uh, addition to the AFL family.
0: Like I said, they won't ever do that because yeah, it's, it's such
2: a good. It's literally marketing because
1: Riley's right. If, if 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 they if they make it uh, pay, they wouldn't get it. They'd get fifty thousand as opposed to one hundred fifty thousand. And it's a, it's a way that people go watch on TV. They go buy a KO, you know, through <laughs> Foxtel, which is a sponsor deal, or they watch on free to air. They you know they're communicating on the socials with it. Um, And they're interacting.
2: So do you reckon Gillan McLaughlin will uh, will force the uh, the Perth viewers next year to pay to watch footy? Do you reckon uh, he'll take the? (laughs) It's not the Perth. It's the whole. He'll take no, no. It's just going to be Perth and Adelaide. He's just going to he's going to stiff Perth and Adelaide potentially because um, is it Channel Ten and Paragon are going to offer a uh, three billion total package, but part of it is that they are. Going to take out free to air, whereas at the moment with Channel Seven, the Channel Seven free to air deal and the um, KO and Foxtel deal, they only get they get nine hundred twenty four million, whereas the up the up 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 the deal is three billion. So it's going to be three times potentially, but the casualty is going to be free to air in Adelaide and Perth, which for me would would leave a really sour taste in my mouth.
0: Absolutely, like we can afford to pay for Ko, and I'm currently on peeling my bank account anyway. Um, but it's yeah, it's be horrible for someone who can't afford it and doesn't get to watch it's footy, which they love. It's
1: not even that; it's just the fact KO,
0: that Ko is pretty expensive. It's currently twenty seven fifty a month. That's almost two hundred fifty bucks a year.
1: Not even it's not even the fact that you can afford or not. It's the fact that even if you like footy, you just don't. You just you'd rather spend that money on other things. You don't want to be footy. F- Sport is um, sewn into the fabric of society in w- in Western Australia and it's something that people, you know, if they're bored, whatever, whatever they, they want to check footy score. And by taking that away, you're decreasing interest and viewership in it. And it, that's, I agree, it's 100% horrible and I, I hopefully don't think it will happen based on the public outcry it will get. But the AFL will lose people watching free-to-air as well and they'll lose a lot of supporters.
2: Um, well, potentially they already have because it's already so expensive to... By a season pass to the Eagles or to the Dockers, a lot of the, a lot of the, Dockers, <laughs> the Dockers,
1: is a shit ton cheaper than the Eagles.
2: Well, it is, but then, you know it's, it's getting it's getting uh, it's, it's getting, like it's getting th- more expensive with their popularity. Um, but you know uh, that, they've lost a lot of the grassroots supporters because of that, and I feel like if the AFL do this, they'll really just turn it into a uh, a, a product, um, the same as everything else. And as you say, Morgs grassroots aspect of it where you can turn on the TV and watch your favorite team will be gone um, you know and we'll be yet again following the lead of America um, whereby in America everyone goes to the pub to watch the watch their team because um, it's all it's all paid TV there's no free to air for any of their basketball baseball NFL or anything really yep no not unless a thing. you buy it unless you buy it yeah. Um, so that whole grassroots aspect where, f- you know, where you feel close to your team is gone. Um, yeah, that's, that's So, definitely. you know, I really, I really hope, you know, I don't have a huge amount of respect for Gillian McLaughlin, um, but I really hope this can be a lasting legacy that he leaves for the, the average mug punter AFL viewer.
0: Surely so he can just, like, he's leaving. You he can piss off whoever, whoever he wants as long as he gets this done. Like, who cares if he pisses off execs at the chat, the, footy, uh, the sorry, the... News stations, like who cares?
2: Well, I guess the point will be is that he'll he'll think to himself that you know he'll, his legacy. He'd prefer to have a legacy of getting three times the broadcast deal that he got last time, um, leaving the chair. <laughs> then he will keeping Morgan and Robin and, uh, Riley happy in but, um, in in Osborne well, Park, Ever- Western Australia.
1: Well, where that's where that's where we're recording from at the moment, um, in the studio, Henhouse. Shout out Henhouse in Osborne Park, great great place. But um, hopefully they f- they'll lose people long term. You know they'll lose, they'll lose interest and they'll lose viewers long term because people can't watch the game. I think um, they don't,
0: they would not give a crap fine crap about that if their money is there. But that's that's the thing. But that's
1: where you know we're members we we watch free to air TV, which raises money through ads. You know we watch, we watch. You know we 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 Eagles members. We you know it's just it's all it's all connected AFL merchandise, and I think they'll lose you know support. Hopefully. But yeah, I, ho- I hope it won't happen. There's, there seems to be a bit of uh, like, but obviously massive public backlash and.
2: As I say, money talks and bullshit walks. Um, I Politic- I am not hopeful. Backlash. I'm not hopeful. Um, you're you're a very cynical person. I'm though, not so. hopeful that three billion dollars will will mean that they'll say, well, well, bad luck Morgues and Robin and roll You'll have to go down to your you don't want to buy it. You'll have to go down to your local pub and watch it. Um,
1: that's that's yeah. That's pretty much yeah. Um, I one hundred percent hope that doesn't happen, or you have to then cough up the money and buy it. Um, so
2: yeah, anyone listening out there, all of our uh, all of our loyal listeners, get on uh, get on Facebook or socials or whatever you lot use these days. Um, and um, create a, a, a as much backlash and uproar as you can. We managed to do it with daylight saving, so let's do it with uh, save the free to wear AFL.
1: Moving on, um, next topic we've sort of touched on. The next topic we'll touch on is umpiring. So obviously, you know, one of the most talked about things in the AFL at the moment and I mean Stu t- touched on this a few weeks ago. We got Lock In, Friend of Mine, who's an umpire. Um you know, it's it's tough. Um Dad on the way here said, Came he said the St Kilda West Coast game on the weekend it was the worst umpiring he's ever seen. Of course he says that after every Eagles game, but um what was bad about it?
2: Well, I took a I took a mate of mine, Sam Cronya. Shout out to Sam. So Sam's a <laughs> Sam's a retired <laughs> AFL umpire. Yeah. What, what's so funny about that? Just talk <laughs> naturally. Doesn't do posture so much? Do you want to say shout out to everyone yeah, you've mentioned? Out to, shout <laughs> shout yes. out to
1: Williams. Shout out to William McLaughlin. Shout, shout out, out to Alvin
2: I did not shout out to Gillian McLaughlin. I can't stand the man. I wouldn't have shouted out to him. <laughs> Um, I was making a point. So, Sam, yeah, so Sammy Cronje, he's an ex-AFL umpire, and we're talking about it. And he's saying the problem that the AFL have got these days is, one, there's not the volume of umpires coming through, because um, I don't think they get... 6,000 community short. I don't think they get paid enough, um, and it's not sexy enough to, to be an umpire. Um, but the second problem is the ones that come through. They don't uh, haven't played the game enough, and the, the coaches don't, allow them to interpret the game. This is Sam's take on it. You know, when he used to umpire, um, they were allowed a, s- a certain amount of interpretation and they had a couple of the main rules, you know, protect the man going for the ball or the, um, as it was the man, not too many women playing then. Um, and then you interpret it on a, on a sort of a case-by-case you know, case basis. These days, they have, they have a, get given a list of situations. I say, if this occurs, pay this. And the classic one is the, is the hand-over-the-head handball. You know, when I played footy, just that was a throw every single time because it's physically almost impossible to put the ball over your head and and have it on your hand and knock it off the hand. And the rules of handballing actually say it needs to be a stationary ball that is handballed. These guys just throw two hands at it at the same time, goes over their head, and the umpires never, ever pay a throw because they've been just told, goes over your head, don't worry about it. Um, And so there's no interpretation left in the game um, they don't uh, they just don't have a feel for the game and they don't make decisions you know based on that interpretation they just look at an incident and they go yep that's one of the things I get told I've got to pay the pay the free kick for um, and, and they don't it's just terrible and the throwing them throwing the ball the way that people the way they do it now is you know, we may as well be playing rugby um, anyway yeah,
0: I was 2016 Bulldogs cheers for that fellas
2: mm, exactly
1: My, what are you, what do you what are you referring to there?
0: Then sixteen bulldogs, they won their flag off fast handballs in tight to get it clear of a stoppage and then move forward as a group, and they all flew it, th- through it pretty much, and Richmond to a lesser degree. You watch mm. them now, there's a lot of there's so many throws. I was thinking Tom Libertore, a good player, but half his half his handballs in tighter throws.
1: Um, I guess it's you know. Obviously, he's always saying umpiring, it's hard and they face a lot of pressure and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the umpiring, I think, is very inconsistent. You know, you get a lot of free kicks that um, even yesterday, we're not, well, we're not yesterday, it was yesterday, you yeah, know, far out. Um, the singular game, you know, I- there was calls that, like, even calls that went our way that I thought, well, that's just silly, that's not a free kick. So it goes both ways. It's not like just we're saying, you know, it's ridiculous when Eagles get paid, when Eagles get paid a free kick against us, our team. You know, and I've been with Dad at the footy when we've been at the game and he goes, oh, it's just not a free kick when Eagles get it. It's just very inconsistent umpiring. Um, so that's hard when you have three umpires on the field. But, yeah, I agree. There needs to be more done to it. And we, me and Stu touched on this with Lockie. But, because um, not umpiring, like, they, they can earn up to 180000 um. I think it's enough money, but it's not enough time. And a lot of them are teachers, accountants, and work part-time and do other things. Um, so it's not a full-time job. So I guess that was one of the things that ha- has several been proposed. Pay umpires more money, make it more of a full-time job. And as you said, Dad, make it more sexy, maybe offer incentives, have a better talent pathways, which is what Lockie spoke to, which is starting to introduce. Um, but I potentially think we're on a step forward with, you know, because communi- we need more in the community to then... Stream through, and they get filtered out throughout the professional. Sport. We need more to start. That's the starting point, point. and I think um sort of more of a more of a focus on umpire descent has I think helped that because that's really good because that's something because in junior umpiring the pay's pretty good. It's more I think that just the
2: I guess the well, you get scared, don't you, if you're a kid and then starting out yeah, umpiring and I guess you and do this this the pay this mentality of well it's, it's accepted norm really. And as you say, until the last couple of years, when they've really made an um, effort so to stamp yeah. it out, it's accepted norm to abuse the umpire, even if that umpire happens to be a fourteen-year-old kid, you know. Um, and so, I think Morgs, when you first started umpiring, you you copped that a couple of times. Not and it bit, put you off umpiring for mm, a couple of years until you've recently come back. Re- to it.
1: not really. I was never, not, I was never abused. It's, um, I was never scared. It was just, it's. I was never scared. It was just, yeah, it's, 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 I guess it's confronting. Um, I knew what it was and I was never, you know, at grassroots especially, I think people are quite, you know, better at uh, potentially other levels about it, like junior footy. But, yeah, it's more that just there's general sort of um, acceptance from the crowd to sort of question decisions and, you know, etc., etc. But I was sort of used to that having been to a lot of AFL games because that's, you know, there was no general, no personal abuse, but I think it does need to be, there needs to be more of a culture of, of less umpire dissent, which is what the AFL have sort of done as well, um, which is a step in the right direction. And yeah, I think potentially make AFL a full-time job, make training five days a week, make reviews. And I think that's a good idea. Give umpires a bit more control because the rule changes a lot and umpires don't agree with them. So give umpires more of an interpretation of what they can do, which obviously doesn't help with consistency because if, when you've got three umpires on a field, if one umpire calls something and then the next umpire on the other one calls something else, it does get a bit hard um,
2: yeah, I think you have the good thing about the St Kilda Eagles game was there was obviously the most experienced umpire. He overruled. He was he was the non-controlling umpire. He overruled this same young fellow a couple of times, which was good um, because that maintained a little bit more consistency. Um, and there was two decisions that were just clearly wrong and he obviously felt the need to overrule. So that that was good. Um, so, yeah.
0: The one for me is the, the ruck contest freeze. Yeah. In a centre bounce or a stoppage, you it's just a, you it's just, just a crap shit. You just ne- you just raffle. never know when your play or other player is going to get a ruck free, holding or top of the arms. It's just, it's just a joke.
2: It's like, it's just like a lottery. I
0: know. It's like you just, it's just like, yep, it's your turn to get a free from the centre yeah, bounce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And holding, even holding frees in a marking contest is just a joke. But the biggest is holding the ball. Like they, an umpire AFL an umpire would not be able to tell you what prior opportunity is. Mm. That's that's an issue. Um, that's,
2: that said, though, Roz, have you have you read the holding the ball rule in the rules of footy? No, so that I think is is useful. Um, Wasn't said. to read uh, a long time ago since I've read it, but as I recall it, it basically says that the um, the tackler needs to impede the progress um, of the player, um, and if the player doesn't get rid of the ball after a prior opportunity correctly, um, then it's holding the ball. However, if the ball is knocked free in the tackle, then that is play on. Um, So, for me, so many different aspects of that rule, um, just not being policed. Like the prior opportunity, like on the weekend, if you looked at the games you could be spun around three or four times. Um, and then you were still given the opportunity to handball the ball. Um, and I don't know what an umpire was thinking, whether they thought, well, his progress hasn't been impeded or that's not really a prior opportunity. But clearly, players now are coached to just hang on to the ball if you're tackled and make sure you can give it to one of your um, players. Don't just get rid of it as soon as you're tackled, which is what I was always taught. Um and the knock free rule is, is is you know, barely ever um, you know, awarded.
0: I think it's So you're saying that if you knock free um,
2: The ball gets knocked free, so if it's tackled and it's knocked out of the tackle as well, opposed it's to some the ball. No, it's play on.
0: Yeah, it's probably paid holding the ball. More yeah, correct. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. I was gonna say it's yeah. incorrectly
2: yeah, adjudicated. Yeah, yeah. Um
1: And that comes down to, you know, Lockheed spoke about this last week, he said a lot of people actually don't understand the rules. Um which is you know because they're quite complex they're quite complex so maybe simple that maybe simplify the rules um potentially is that no,
0: I don't think you can do that because our game but definition is a complicated game I think because it's best you can't sim- well, how can you you can't simplify AFL they one tried the that with AFLX and it was a shit show
2: <laughs> one of the things that Sam Crony was saying that he thinks is real is the is the key reason why you don't have the consistency or it's easier for us to watch from the TV or on the stands is is that we get the the um the the high view he's saying you know and and he's saying you think about it from you know watching something if you're watching something from ground level you only can see um and don't forget you know there's these days there's a lot of bodies around the ball you can only see you know one or two things whereas when you're higher up when you're on the tv you you can see a lot more and he, he he maintains that's the that's the uh, the issue with consistency. You said if all of us were in the same spot as the umpire, we would we would make decisions a lot more consistently with them. Um, and so, so uh, nothing's actually
1: changed. It's just the camera angle.
2: Correct. Correct. He's, he used to. He said that a lot of the training they used to do um, was they would. You know, I think on the panel then there was um, there was forty of them. And so 40 of them would go to training and one of the things they would do is they'd be shown vision of the same incident and they'd all have to you know, decide what, you know, whether it was a free kick, what the free kick was, etc. And they would keep replaying, the, the, you know, keep doing the, uh, seeing the footage until they got consistently 37 out of 40 for you know, the particular piece of footage they were looking at. And um, he, you know, he'd say they would consistently achieve the thirty-seven out of forty within, you know, one or two goes. And so, he, you know, he maintains the consistencies there. It's just that, you know, once you're at ground level, um, it's a lot harder to see, and especially when it's, uh, you know, going on in, um, sort of, only you know, twenty-five meters away.
1: But yeah, it, it is a hard one because I remember, like. Um Where it was, I was Freo's. wasn't against the Tigers. It was against the team I played last. Remember where Jordan Clark was tackled or tackled? Yeah, it was against St Kilda. Yeah, so Jordan Clark was
0: tackled, clear holding the ball, like was tackled, got stopped, and then he like let go of the ball illegally. And then the minute after that, Brad Hill got the ball and was immediately tackled by Dockers player. which was also holding the ball. And that, that was called holding the ball. That, that was they were both holding the ball, and Dockers kicked a goal from it, and it was hilarious. And so then there was, I, no, there, was, there, was Saints,
1: a, there was a fifty, so. 50 meter penalty paid against Descent. For yeah, only, I do. I forgot who it was. Memory maybe. Um,
0: and on that, I think the Descent, Descent rule is stupid. I think um, there's like it's just unfair for the game. If How there's just they just they can pay. It's just so too hard to to adjudicate. So you'd say something to the umpire, they might give a free kick or a 50 for dissent. But if you watch the AFL, they don't have, they don't pay it properly. So a team can lose a game because they get a, they get a 50 from a descent that might be there. But then their opposing team doesn't get that for the exact same behaviour. I dis- it's, a, it's a big punishment, nah, fifty meters.
1: I, I disagree. I think that it's a I think it's a good rule. It stamps out dissent from AFL, but off is the top of the role model, so it trickles down to community levels, and I think it's really good. Um, in addition, I think there needs to be you know a better culture of respecting the umpires, and I know people said they were against it, but I think the umpires have done really well with it. Like it's not taking the piss. Rarely is it. Um, is it given? And Zach Jones, or I think of who it was, or Membry, whoever it was, who gave dissent. That was clear dissent. He was, and you know, he obviously was furious, which is fine, but it was dissent. He screamed at the umpire and threw his arms in the air. And that's abuse. That's dissent. That's disease 50 metres. You know, and sometimes in the game of footy, decisions don't go your way. So unfortunately for Zach Jones, there's nothing he can do. And the thing about AFL umpires is really, they after each game, they review all their decisions and again and again. So if, if umpires are just calling stupid dissent decisions, then they, they get called up and they get reviewed and they, they won't get, you know, umpires don't want to give dissent when they don't have to. Like it's, yeah, because you think it's a good rule, don't you, Dad?
2: Oh, it's really simple. It's absolutely simple. You're, you know, these guys are paid, these guys train full time for elite, you know, physical and mental and they're singing Kumbaya and they're meditating and they're weighing their food and... All these different things, um, and yet all of a sudden they're saying, in the heat of the moment, they're not able to control their emotions and not say something to an umpire. It is beyond the bounds of insanity to suggest that these ump- that these players can't control their emotions. So
0: what did you do when you played? You thing? think
2: in all, in all of the in all of the other sports, just about um, you know rugby. Rugby for me, rugby union and rugby league. Only the captain the, can
1: talk to the umpire. Are the,
2: are the classics? Are the classics? You know, rugby union, you get a decision made, and they just don't say a word. They just, they just get on with the game, and, the, and only
1: uh, the captain can talk to them. Correct. And they come up respectfully and like just correct. have a conversation with them.
2: Absolutely. So I it's just, it's just it's, think it's just it's it. it I just, the the outcry in relation to this dissent it has. Absolutely stupefied me. And it's gone down
1: though. It's the central standard. I think that's been. It's obviously new rules are always, but it's starting to be slowly accepted. I think, and it's correct. Working. And in
2: answer to your question, rules that you could lose a, a match on the basis of a of a descent, one hundred percent. But guess what? You had to actually have the descent in the first place, and the person that gave the descent and didn't get the decision, then okay, fair enough. Well, that's they, like, that's, they, like, that's they, like any they, other decision in correct. AFL. What, what that's is they what got it, lucky.
0: When you played footy, did you would have swore at the umpire every third game? No you would, you would have no, I was, them.
2: I was like a I was seriously like a, I was like an altar boy That is just I never that uh, just not I never happen. said a word that is Dad tell dads, dads Dad dads dads tell
1: Tell lie. the story of um, Of You said the story of When The guys I was the umpire and He was giving 50 metres 50 metres And his teammates ah, Actually came up to him And stopped him And, great, and said great, Mate You know great, Fuck off a, You like literally. That is
2: seriously One of my favourite stories So it was actually a, a bloke called Brett Johnson That I played a lot of footy with and his son, actually Matthew, is uh, is now on the Dockers list. So he's uh, he got drafted, picked twenty something last year. hasn't played yet. Had a foot injury, but yeah, Jono was our umpire at the Amos. You have to have a, an umpire for your second and third umpire, teams. Yeah. Club umpire, um, and Jono was, was a very good umpire. And we were playing against. Uh, in fact, we we're playing against Baulkard Park, Craig Christian and Johnny Keyson's uh, team. And uh, yeah, one of the. One of Craig's teammates got a free kick given against him, and um, yeah, started abusing O in relation to the, to the, uh, to the decision, and then the decision was given, the decision was given in the back pocket or somewhere like that, um, and O paid 50 meters. <laughs> the guy <laughs> continued to abuse him as O was running to the centre and setting the mark, and continued to abuse him. <laughs> so I gave another 50 meter penalty, and all the time he was to this guy and saying, "Mate, I can do this all day. Keep going." So the guy, um, collegians guy kicked, kicked the goal. Ben Devonish kicked the goal, um, and the guy's still going on. The ball's going back to the middle, and he's like, "Mate, if you haven't left by the time I get back to the middle, I'll be giving a free kick to collegians again, and they'll be having a kick into their forward line." And Craig Christian uh, actually came and grabbed this bloke and dragged him away and said, "Mate, seriously, pull your head in. You're losing the game for us." But that was before, That was way before the time when you know when giving. Free kicks for descent was actually a thing, and John just said, "I'm not going. I'm here, not going to yeah. put up with that. I'm yeah. I'm here doing trying to do a job, and you know, John would always say he was doing it bloody well, and he probably was most of the time, but he wasn't going to put up with any of that. And, and, good I, on I'm and I'm looking forward to getting back into umpiring Morgs and that's what I'm going to be doing. Anyone gives me any lip at all, Riley, hope I get you uh, for the the Mozzie, the Mozzie Park thirds. I'll be paying a free <laughs> kick straight off, no warnings and at likewise all.
1: Likewise for me, I'm doing. I'm praying. Yeah, it's it's got to be stamped out, and um. You know, Riley you go on about keeping you know, that keeping their emotions in check. AFL players have paid hundreds of thousands of dollars. Clubs have hundreds of thousands of dollars. You think they could educate their players of how to hold their emotions and not, you know, burst out of control.
0: I think in the heat of the game that in the heat of the game, an <laughs> AFL player should have to think about more than not like flapping their arms has been dissent
1: before. That's not but that's that's been that's been flashed not dissent.
0: Yeah, but it's been paid as dissent.
1: But they've changed the rule on that.
0: Still Not get paid Look at some many the rules In the AFL Like the 50 metre Like the 50 Protected area And all that Like Umpires still haven't Been able to Properly officiate that And it's been five years Since it was introduced So it's the same we, Yeah percent. look
1: We could talk about that For ages But I think we better move on yep. Um well, before we get into the tips, we've got about 10 minutes left. We'll just quickly touch on five minutes. Me and Stu have spoken about this at the start of the season. Then we spoke about halfway through about what our sort of top four, top eight premiership looked like. At the time, I can't remember who I said. I've got it down on a piece of paper. Last week we were talking about I made. I said... I said, if Freo are going to win the premiership, I think Freo need to finish in the top four, which I, they won't. Ideally, the top two, which I don't, they won't which finish they in the won't. top two, but I think they will. I think they're likely to finish in the top four. I predict they'll finish fourth, um, because I think as a young, inexperienced finals team coming into September. They, I think, having that second chance into that first week, knowing if they win that game, they're straight into a prelim. And if they lose, they've got a second chance. I think that'll give them a lot of confidence. Because Stu said he'd almost prefer to finish fifth or sixth and get a home final, but I said no. Because you get a home final if you're top four. Exactly, get a second stupid. home That's final. A yeah, pretty stupid thing. To yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. From from Stu, I think it's done. I think I think 100 free. They're not winning the premiership from fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth. They need to be
2: top 4 it What's been been done once? No, twice in the history of the uh, of the AFL.
0: First
1: time was Adelaide in nineteen ninety
0: six, and that wasn't even the proper that wasn't even the current one. So they got a second chance. Then it was West. They, uh,
1: then it was Western Bulldogs in two thousand sixteen, um,
0: who are a Melbourne team, so it's a lot easier for a Melbourne. Yeah, team. especially
1: WRA team, which we have to travel a lot. So, I, I, Fred, you need to finish top four pretty much to, and especially an inexperienced finals team like Western Bulldogs last year, they were well they they were seventh, weren't they, and they made the grand final.
0: Yeah, I think they they were going to be... No, they finished fifth.
1: They were going to be the third. They finished fifth. Well, still, likewise...
0: That's arguably why they lost the grand final, though, because... Melbourne had played three games, and they'd played four games.
1: But additionally, Western Bulldogs, you know, they've had the experience. They were in a grand final, you know, six years earlier. So, like, still had some of their players. A lot of the coaching staff had been through that. So, they'd had to be like
0: anything to do with it. If they're, if they're gassed, they're gassed. Like if I'm just tired, saying, they, tide, the tide. but
1: they, they were fifth, and they got as far as they did, which is a testament to some of the experience. To win, a,
2: to win a grand final, it just have to be... You have to be good. You have to be lucky. You have to be injuries going your way. Like... An, I mean, winning any premiership is big, but winning an AFL premiership, it's no wonder that they talk about it as the Holy Grail. It is so freaking hard. Having won a few premierships myself in Amos, it's bloody hard work. Um, and to win one, to, to, not, to not mess up once, you know, you mess up a couple of times during the year in the qualifying games, lose a game here or there, doesn't matter. But to mess up in the finals and then still get an opportunity to win it is key. So I think top four is p- absolutely paramount. And if Freo finish outside the top four, they're cooked. There's no chance to... If they
1: finish through. in the top four, do you reckon they have a chance to win the Premiership? No.
2: no, um, no I, 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 w- I just don't think they've got enough kind of experienced cattle that are, that are big-time players. Um and anyway, I'm going to go out on a limb here and uh, all the five all the fans out there will hate me for it. I think Fife missing for the next two weeks will be a good thing. I think I think since Fife's come back into the team, it's actually unsettled them and they haven't really known where to play him. Um, I think him going out will be a very good thing and I think they'll get over Melbourne again. They'll finish in the top four, um, but I don't think they'll win the flag. Um,
0: I'm the
1: opposite. Will they, make, will they make the grand final?
2: Um, I think they're a very good chance to make the grand final. Um, I think there's only really one standout team at the moment, and that's Geelong. I, I th- Geelong, Geelong are on another level at the moment to everybody else. I think everybody else is in the mix, in in the mix. Um, you know, Jamari, Yugen Hagel on the weekend. You know, the uh, they're saying that they now everyone remembers why they reminded him of Buddy at a young age. He he could be the difference for the Bulldogs, but Bulldogs sort of have a defence. I think Geelong
1: – I changed my thing. I think Geelong are – I think Geelong win the premiership there. You know, old list. This is one of their probably last years they can do it. A lot of them are hungry for a premiership, haven't won one. Like Dangerfield hasn't won premiership, you know um, – so I think I would change it to Geelong. And, yeah, I think Freo... I think if they finish in top four, I think Freo could make the grand final. But, yeah, I think it's unlikely they'll win the premiership. And you're right about Nat Fife. I actually agree with you. I think it just threw it off balance. And, it. you know, with Jewel Brownlee medalists coming in, at sort of...
2: Well, you have to play him because th- he's, yeah. he's, he's a jet.
1: But it, throw, it throws people off because if I'm playing, you know, it's because they say successful teams. You know, when Richmond won their three in a row, it's players playing their role. And when you have a player like that, in you sort of don't know what to do because he's so successful, and you sort of.
2: Well, that's right. In the in and the previous Freo. Cam
1: um, Adam Cooney or Cam Luke said the same thing actually on one of their seven shows. But on yeah. The, uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, the yeah, the well, yeah, the the that I've of of old. Five had two players blocking for him, so that he could actually go and get the ball, and and you know, and he actually mm. didn't have to run in transition defensively either. He was just entitled to run forward. Whereas this Frio team, the reason why they're so good, is everyone is a two-way runner. Everyone has to do the the hard work. Know both offensively and defensively, led by their next captain, Andrew Brayshaw. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's just a different
1: team. Well, what do you think? Do you reckon so you, if you think do you think Dockers won't make the grand final? But who do you think? I don't, I don't think
0: Dockers will make the grand final. I think they'll still make the eight, but drop out very early. So, what do you reckon they'll
1: finish fifth or sixth?
0: Yeah, I have got I did my thing earlier today. I think they'll finish fifth and they'll
1: um, lose their first game.
0: Yeah, so that has them bursting Bulldog's first game and I can now lose that, yeah. Yeah. So I just don't think
1: Who's I, gonna win then?
0: I just look at all Freo's team and they don't they, Andy Brayshaw's a star, but he on the weekend he showed he's still human, he's still twenty two. He he's played pretty poorly the last few weeks. Um all the other good players, Brody, who's twenty three, Cox, Pierce, they're all still young players. Hayden Young, um, like Lockheed Schultz. I just don't think they're gonna get there soon. I can win flag with this current list. Definitely, but you have to wait a few years, and that's fine. I've I got
2: two words for you, Raleigh. Baby, baby, bombers.
0: Okay. Yeah, so it's happened before. It doesn't mean it's happened again.
2: It's not out of the realms of possibility, but I think yeah. if, you, if you're going with the odds, you would say they're a, uh, they're a bit young.
0: The team that I think will win it, I agree. Geelong looks amazing. Um, I just don't think they can win a flag with the list they've got. Like all, They're opposite of Frio. They've got some decent young players, but... All their good players are 33
2: and
1: above. So who's going to win the premiership? They uh, are 33
2: and above, but I'll say this to you. My rule of thumb, well, and if you look back on the premiership teams of the of, of forever, the ones that win the premiership are the ones where more than two-thirds of their list has improved from the year before. Because you got you got to always keep going ahead of the competition, and the only way to do that is to have your players improve, whether that's you know Patrick Dangerfield or whether it's Neville, no one. And ah. what, I, what I will say about Geelong is those older players have all improved, which I didn't think was possible. I, so, wouldn't, say so, so all, Jer- I wouldn't say they've all improved. Jeremy Cameron's having a career-best season. He's probably improved yeah, he's 25%. Tom Hawkins.
0: He has improved this year.
2: He is playing as good, if not better, than no, he has good. ever played. His, his clutch kicking for goal, because he used to be a flake kicking for goal in a lot of circumstances, his clutch kicking for goal is now is now good. Tom Stewart. Career best season. Um, like Tom
0: Thomas Stewart's career best season. You're exaggerating.
2: I I think it's up there. Yeah,
1: you can always. Thomas Stewart's sorry, you could always talk about the you know the, the obviously players and stuff. But we're sort of running a bit short on time here. But Riley, right, just quickly, who do you reckon will win the premiership? Then I think Melbourne win the premiership. Yeah, okay, back to back. Um, <laughs> we th- can I kind of say yeah, what? okay, I
0: think that quick. None okay. Well, we're waiting for you to talk about the umpiring for thirty minutes. Just, just go then. Um, well. I think it's Melbourne because Melbourne's midfield and ruckman are the clear best in the competition. And you win an AFL game from the midfield. Okay. Ge- Geelong's forward line's the best in the comp. Their defense is arguably defense with the best in the comp. But I think Melbourne's midfield is the best in the comp. And Geelong don't have an A grade midfielder. They got a few B pluses. Dangerfield is only a B plus right now. Guthrie's a B plus. Atkins is a B. They don't have anyone in there who can really match with Oliver and Petrarca.
1: There you go. And that. Um. Reviewing the tips. For, so I don't have much time. to go through the tips and then wrap it up. Um, going through the games last week. Dockers drew first draw the season on Friday night, so everyone got their tips right. I tip means drew both tip North, got that wrong. Both tip Sydney, that was correct. Both tip Geelong, that was correct. Both tip Lions, that was correct. Both tip the D's, they lost to the Dogs. Both tip Carlton, they beat the Giants. Street tip Essendon, and I bet Collingwood, they won their seventh seventh out of ninth games. Under twelve points, the margin. Jamie like kicking at the sign. and we both tipped St Kilda, who beat our boys, the Eagles. I will quickly go through the tips for this week, and Riley and Dad, you can just give your views on who will win uh, Friday night, Optus Stadium in Perth. Freo finally getting some good games for Melbourne.
2: Who's winning? Just Melbourne. Melbourne? Dad. Freo, I'll get over Melbourne. Yep, Melbourne up. is so far off the ball. It's not fun.
1: Yeah, I've tipped Freo. Um, Saturday morning, Port Adelaide, Collingwood. I've upset. You've got, got to tip one upset the round. I've tipped Port. Who's winning? I
0: think Paul will win, but it's not an upset.
1: Okay. What is? Paul will get over Collingwood. There you go. Collingwood's a run out out of the lives. Sydney Derby. Sydney Giants. I've tipped Sydney. Yes. Sydney. Sydney. Yep. They're going to smash them. Sad day. Saints Hawthorne. I've tipped Hawthorne. That is a bit of an upset. Well, not really, but. I I
2: agree. Hawthorne. Hawthorne. Dad? Nah. Saints will get there. All right. Ryan Marshall. Good player.
1: Geelong. Saturday night, Geelong Bulldogs. I've got Geelong. I think they will roll the floor with the Bulldogs.
0: Nah. No, I think Bulldogs will win that Nah, Bulldogs
2: yeah. will get All right, there Mar- Mar- Mara will kick another where Okay, is, Where is that game? That's uh,
1: GMHBA So I think I don't, actually, I
2: don't know I think we'll yeah. still think
1: Bulldogs will win that yeah, Adelaide Oval Sunday morning Carlton uh, Adelaide I think Carlton will bin them Yes, yes no, I like Adelaide's marks
0: that. I, like, I like Adelaide okay.
1: Then upset, Sunday Gold Coast Eagles I've tipped the Eagles I think we'll lose Yes, yes I
2: think oh. Gold, Coast, Gold Coast Gold Coast will, will wipe the floor yeah. And then terrible.
1: Sunday Brisbane Richmond I've tipped Brisbane At the MCG Yes,
0: yes. Yeah, Brisbane will win it. It'll be a Richmond MCG. Close game though. Uh, game, though. That'll be
2: a tough one. I don't think Brisbane have got any weapons at all, um, but I'll go with That's Brisbane. Totally Last game, I've
1: gone Essendon North. I could see North winning this, but I've tipped Essendon. Who's North and Essendon?
2: I can I'll go North. No, nah, Essendon will get over North. North are arguably as bad as the Eagles. Both teams are not great. Uh, everyone, thanks for
1: listening tonight. Uh, thanks, Dad and Riley, for coming on. We had some good thanks chats.
0: Thanks for reminding us, more. Cheers, Morg. No worries.
1: Um, as I said, everyone, stay updated. You know, get on socials, follow us, you know, interact and listen to the podcast and refer it to a friend. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week with Stu back in the studio. Thanks, everyone. See ya. Bye.